It's the occult pod. Welcome to occult pod. We talk about conspiracies and other different things about the simulation. Welcome to occult pod. Welcome to occult pod. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, and today we have Sylvie on with us for the third time on our channel. It's great to have him back on again as he provides great insight into the matrix, the occult, and how to essentially ascend from this reality. So, Sylvia, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me on again, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Love talking to you guys. Always a pleasure yeah. to have you, man. Yeah, it is indeed. So, as you touch on escaping the matrix so many times, one particular event with the submissive, they're all sinking down. It seems like the three people that died have already ascended or perhaps gone down into the abyss. What are your thoughts on what happened with the submissible? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't know if really they ascended because that would mean really just anyone that dies ascends. <laughs> but they definitely descended, that's for sure. <laughs> into the abyss uh, uh, maybe too soon for that joke um yeah i don't know what happened is there's a there's a, definitely a lot of um <clears throat> what seems like orchestrated events not only that led up to that particular event but that created a whole particular event and especially so you know uh, there was an allusion to of course the Titanic, right? They're, they went to see the Titanic. But last time the Titanic sank, there was a huge um, financial revolution, right? It was a year prior to that. That was 1913, the establishment of the uh, Federal Reserve on Jekyll Island. And if, I'm sure many of you know the story, but it was supposed to be three or four uh, rich billionaire um, bankers. Now only three out of those four were, uh, or sorry, only one out of those four was for a, um, national bank, let's say a centralized banking system, because the other three knew that it would essentially collapse the economy and devalue the dollar and being rich and being, let's say, um, still having some morals, even though they were billionaires, they were part of the club. Because imagine having a billion dollars at that time. That's enormous amount of wealth, right? And one of the families was the Astori family that was supposed to be on that ship, or that was on that ship. Um, but this other dude, he's like, yeah, you know, let's get all four of us and go on this Titanic. And I believe 20 minutes prior to the Titanic leaving, he backs out. The three billionaires that had essentially weight over the governance of this establishment of Federal Reserve, um, they got on the ship and some sketchy business then ended up happening with the ship, which from which I heard that it wasn't even an iceberg that sunk it. It was actually rather explosives on the ship. So just imagine how far we strayed from the actual Leonardo DiCaprio and what's her face movie <laughs> about the Titanic. <laughs> I forgot her name. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot him. Uh, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> her name was Kate 
Yeah, her name was Kate Winslet, the actor. That makes sense, Kate, yeah. Actress, my bad. No, it's Calvin Engel, but... Yes, great researcher. So, imagine if they would go to that length to kill three other people just to establish a freaking uh, Federal Reserve that must be must have been a very important uh, point in their system of control, right? So with this new event, um, we can potentially assume similar things have been going on because, again, who was invited? Billionaire people, billionaire families, right? Um, and they ended up dying, presumably. Um, so there must have been something at large. Maybe they were also against uh, the establishment, let's say, of the new financial revolution, which at this time is digital. Or maybe it was just an uh, illusion or a sort of sign to those in the know that, hey, it's going to happen soon. But at this point, I'm just speculating. But we can only make connections, right? 100%. I mean, me and Ngombe literally did an episode on the Titanic on the Titanic a month before the whole Titanic submerge spoke, which was actually quite ironic, to be fair. That's yeah, crazy. I, I, I think I would I would completely agree with you, but it, it seems so, sort of like a a reference point, like symbology to a new change into like a new financial system that we're moving into. Like obviously, our JP Morgan getting off the Titanic and deciding not to go on, who was like the head of the Federal Reserve, and then three of the biggest people who opposed him died miraculously on the boat at the same time. And then, yeah, you, but you have these stories popping up in the news that are they're just so, seem so significant for some reason. And every time I hear a story in the news, like in the mainstream media that's been pushed to that level, there's always something behind it. Like, it, that that's happened before. Well, it's not happened before, but it, like, there's probably been a lot of instances where people have gone down in sub in submarines and there's been something catastrophic that's occurred to them because it's very likely that it had happened. So why was there such an emphasis and such like focus on this particular event? Yeah, it is. There's no accidents when it's come when it comes to reasons for events like this being in the news, like so horseshoed into like shoehorned into into like the public consciousness. Oh, so yeah. yeah, I hundred percent think it is like a marker or some sort of reference to what occurred with the Titanic. Also, it occurred one hundred eleven years after the Titanic event. Now, in twelve to twenty twenty three, it's an one hundred eleventh anniversary. I think it was a ritual purpose for, like, a, a ritual for the Titanic. You also had James Cameron directing the movie jc like jesus christ and he claimed that he'd been to the titanic wreck 33 times and often bragged about it 33 like when jesus was sacrificed wow so yeah james cameron the elusive guy but he often bragged about going down there and also also yeah just the story was so bizarrely told like there was the whole thing about the, the submersible literally being gone within a millisecond because they were at sub, uh, substantial pressure underground for it to just like dissipate within like a fraction of a second and they'd be gone. Oh, so they, they crossed the threshold and poof, they just exploded. Yeah, yeah so the, the pressure of the submarine would have been so like intense that it would have just 
come together within a matter of seconds and they would have been disintegrated. There wouldn't have been anything left. That's the story they were told. Also, there's the whole thing about them using a PlayStation controller, which to me seems like one of these things where they often make it a bit memeified. Like mm-hmm. they'll, they'll have one bit of information in the stories that they give where it's like it seems so ridiculous that it seems like it seems like a joke. You know what I mean? So then people can talk about it more. People pass on the noise. Like, oh, yeah, they were really stupid to go down. Why did they use a PlayStation controller? It seems like whenever they tell a story in, the, in, in like, the public eye, there's always, like, one bit of information that just seems so stupidly, like, unrealistic. It's like, why, why would that even be part of it? I was just going to mention that. I think there's two things to that. Or three things, let's say. One, that it is meant to be, like, a joke. And like laugh at you, like haha, yeah. what idiots! They're not getting it. Two, the the controller could be uh, representing that it's been a controlled event. It was controlled. It was orchestrated. And three, it's alluding again to the the potential video game aspect or the video or the simulation. Like this was simulated. Also going back to that controlled orchestrate i think so that's how i see it but yeah that's that's a very good point they know they understand human psychology very well right these people on the create the news put it in the media all right what are people going to hang on to people when they tell the story they're going to say oh a bunch of billionaires they got tricked they went to go see the titanic they died oh and there was a controller in there (laughs) that's what makes it especially funny so (laughs) That's just crazy. And yeah, it was 1912, so 111 years. There's probably some even more Gematria connected to that. And what does that mean that what 2024 would be the financial revolution system? Uh, yeah, the system changing. But also what they, they called the Titanic because what the, the ship was very large, right? It was Titanic. Yeah, and it's a reference to the Titans, isn't it? To the Titan, that's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, I think Ngombe had something about this. He could probably talk about that more yeah, than I, I could be able to formulate. Yeah, like with the Titans, and I don't remember what I said in the in the last episode about the torture about with the people sinking. Is it just the Titans? Losing the war and being sent to Tartarus. Yeah, yeah, like Atlantis saying. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, it's you the know, descending, isn't it? It's the descending into the underworld, into the um, into the abyss, the abyss, like we talked about earlier. I mean, there's always this fascination about the um, the Mariana Trench being the deepest, the deepest point in the ocean, and it is sort of like the um, the opposite to Mount Everest. It is essentially Mount Everest of of the sea because of how deep mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's quite interesting about the um, the whole Titanic event, there seems to be some reference to like Jesus, the whole, well, the Bible and things like that. A lot of reference to that. Um, the so one obviously I mentioned about JC and the Jesus Christ with the thirty three and James Cameron claiming it into the the. the um, wreck of the Titanic 33 times. There's also the point about just give me a second. 
So one of the one of the kids that died on the submarine, he went with his dad, and he decided to go down. I don't even think he wanted to go down, um, but he was actually called Suleiman, which oh. very very similar sounding to Solomon. Like, in Solomon. I just went to a wedding with a guy named Suleiman. Did you? Well, there's a synchronicity for you. There's been quite a few synchronicities lately, yeah. <laughs> I know, I, I've seen quite a few. I've seen quite a few recently. But yeah, um, there's just, there's just seems to be a lot of references to sort of Jesus, the Bible, which is interesting with the whole Sound of Freedom movie coming out at the minute. It seems, it seems to just be like really out in the open at the minute. I don't know about you boys. Yep, yep. I mean, they were definitely portraying the main guy as a sort of Jesus character in the movie as well. He was uh, basically the savior of the kids. He was seen as like the, you know, Jesus yeah, Christ. And the, for them. the main guy played, um, he played Jesus, didn't he, in the Passion of the Christ movie? Oh, was that him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> First, they want to use a friendly face. Um, there's, all, there's also a video of him talking about how he apparently died and went to heaven. <laughs> you in an interview. Yeah, it's during an interview. Apparently he got struck by lightning. I think it was around the time he was filming the Passion of the Christ movie. He got struck by lightning, which oh. is very likely. And then apparently like he died or he had an out-of-body experience and he saw heaven. Um, no way. He looks like, oh, but I saw that on Twitter the other day. So he got fully put into the Matrix marketing department, I'm guessing. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, they're just playing two sides, aren't they, really? That's the thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys because you haven't seen it, but there's a lot of uh, symbolism throughout the movie, and especially with... You'll, you'll catch there's something especially off uh, with the... the message at the end of the movie because once you're done with the movie the cinema says please wait two minutes for a special message and he's like all right guys thank you so much for watching us and you don't even know the amount of hoops that we've had to jump through to get this movie out there which is bs i think you know if it really wasn't supposed to be seen it wouldn't be right they'd be shot yeah. or something yeah 100%. um you know, and all the weird things happening in the movie theaters, like, oh, yeah, they turned off the AC and they really didn't want us to see this and blah, 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 blah. I think it's kind of orchestrated or definitely orchestrated. But he's like, yeah, so to make sure other people see this, make sure you donate the price of a ticket to our scannable code right here. I'm like, okay, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> People aren't gonna not want to see this because they don't have money. They're not going to want to see this because they don't care. So let's make a uh, point here, a clear uh, discernment. What person in America doesn't have $8 to go see this movie? There, there aren't that many people, okay. <laughs> so where is this money actually doing going and is this like a final slap in the face meanwhile he's wearing a i think it's the catholic church cross 
but it's also known as a Templar cross. It's got like one small cross and a bigger cross around it. And then there are pictures on the internet of him doing the one eye symbolism and all that. So he's, in my opinion, clearly a puppet, clearly being used by this movie. But it's like, how ironic would it be that then they use the money to further facilitate the actual real sex trafficking that goes on behind the scenes, not the BS they show in the movie, how they take the kids from Colombia and they send it to some guy and whatever, um, United States through Florida or whatever, or through across the border. And the FBI catches them because in the movie, he turns into one of the, the, the guys running the islands, actually, the FBI guy. And again, it's right in your face, right? A little smack in the face. So they, they essentially tell you the truth. It is these guys, the FBI, the, the whole people behind the scenes, behind the government organizations. And of course, they want to eliminate competition if they don't own that competition. They're not going to let these whatever gangsters have their own rings unless they're managing it because they're the big ones behind it. And they show you that in the movie, but they don't show you, they don't make it obvious. Like, yeah, it's really us, but they blame it on the Colombian Coke addicts that are the ones really running the show. And people think, oh yeah, such a great expose of human trafficking. Yeah, that does happen for sure, but it doesn't show you who's doing it. They take credit actually for stopping it, which is very similar to what Trump is doing. And that's why he had me at first. I'm like, he can't be bad. He's stopping human trafficking. Like this guy really is a really good person. He's something going on behind the scenes with the military and all that. Oh, well, no, guess what? He, he's just stopping the ones that he wants. That still goes on. He was still part of that, but he's now using it as a way of convincing, let's say people that are more awake to this stuff. Well, thank you for all the spoilers, mate. I was planning on seeing it next week, but I mean, I might as well not go watch it anymore. So. <laughs> There's no way I spoiled it. <laughs> I'm, j- I'm joking. Yeah, I, li- I like the point you make- made about all the um, like the generation of like, oh, we need this money to uh, actually fund the movie's release. I, I yeah. feel like the best way to get people interested in a film is to just generate some story around it. Like, oh, there's so much resistance to people watching it because then people are going to want to watch it because like, oh, well, why, why are they trying to stop people from watching this movie? And then they'll go watch it. And then you've sold more tickets and you've got more money. Mm-hmm. Also, it's interesting that you've been using these like QR codes as well, which is essentially like beast devil technology. And if it was like, a Christian oriented film, you thought it'd be completely opposed to that anyway, because it's essentially like a mark of the fourth industrial revolution, which is like the, re- the story of revelation in a sense. Um, can't beat them, join them, huh? Yeah, 100%. You make, you make a good point about like the whole, like, I'll blame it on the Colombians, the coke addicts. Was it Colombians, did you say? You say I believe it was in Colombia, yeah. Colombians. Does yeah, they go so... to the Amazon? Uh, it's, it's, either, it's either them or the Mexicans. No, it was definitely South America. It was like rebel territory and down south. 
So oh, it's the Americans that are the good guys then. Team yes, America. Yes. The Team America yeah. is stepping in, yeah. Team FBI. America. Um, I mean, if anything, American, like Hollywood is a very good, like, generator of propaganda. If I watched a film where it was like an American oriented, I'm fully down. Like, I I think America is the best country in the world. They've got mm -hmm. that nail to a T. Yeah, yeah, because guess who started that? Who was the father of propaganda? Oh, uh, Edward Bernays. Edward Bernays, where was he from? France? Oh, I think he was actually from France. Hello there, and I apologize for interrupting this episode as the fact checker police. Um, we are aware that there has been some misinformation that was mentioned about the origin of Edward Bernays. The information mentioned that he was from France, but this is incorrect. He is in fact from Austria. So, let that is the facts. As the fact checker police, we are here to identify misinformation let's get back into the episode but i believe he helped the germans the nazis which you know yeah, paper, yeah, yeah. operation paperclip that all came over here yeah um, yeah no good it was it was, the, it was the, like the driving force behind the whole like smoking um yes was, yes he can fully convince women that they need to be independent and show that independence by smoking <laughs> completely logical <laughs> <laughs> but one more point yeah. movie um so that guy's portrayed like jesus right and his uh antithesis in the movie is the the drug lord or the, the this rebel lord essentially the leader of the rebels and on the back of his neck he's got a scorpion so who would that be alluding to do you guys know in the Bible, who was Jesus's antithesis in the Bible? Oh God, uh, I don't know actually. Who who got him killed? One um, of his disciples. Yeah, one of his. Oh, uh, thingy, Judas. Judas, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what they say. And Judas is represented in astrology as the the Scorpio, the Scorpio, Scorpion, the, the sign Scorpio. And Jesus will be the sun. And in between the period of Virgo, Libra, and Scorpio, or Scorpio and Sagittarius, the sun goes missing for eighteen days. Yeah, Scorpio and Sagittarius, and that's where the sign Ophiuchus is said to be actually. Interesting, and that's the whole rebirth cycle as well. Objects. And that's the whole reason it, dis it disappears yeah. for the 18 days and is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I think the Phoenix symbolism also comes in. Phoenix being tied to the peacock. There is a peacock constellation. And if you ever heard of this religious sect from Africa, Northern Africa, I believe, they're called the Yazidis. Yazidis. And they have a similar creation myth to the Gnostics, except instead of the serpent, there is a peacock. And this peacock is actually very benevolent. And they treat it as the creator of this universe. Except if you've ever heard of Abraxas, 
Yeah, very delicious. Right, that's the rooster head with the snake tails, right? Um, and then we have the peacock, cock being a resemblance of the rooster. And um, basically that's all tied in with the Demiurge. We have the, the lion tied in with the Demiurge, the serpent, the dragon, the rooster, and this peacock. And the peacock on its tails, of course, has the eyes, alluding to the all-seeing eyes, or eye. And it's a symbol of fertility as well, because uh, that's what they, they show when they're trying to mate. Right? So it's an interesting yeah. tale there um, with the phoenix and how it's all connected to the phoenix. The phoenix also being tied to the eagle, um, which a lot of the... The German uh, ideology was also based around the double-headed eagle or the phoenix. You guys want to get into that now? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to speak to that. Sorry, go on, Engel, you go first. Yeah, even like other countries like the Russians, they had the double-headed eagle and you show it in mythology with Janus, the two heads. So it's all yes. there where if it's not an eagle, then it's something else. Yeah, even Albania. I've been getting into a lot of what Albania. But yeah, they do actually. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, they do have the eagle, don't they? The eagle symbolism. I mean, yeah, I only saw a reference to. Sorry, they say it comes from the Byzantine Empire, the eagle, but that also comes from somewhere because it's a yeah it all, religious symbol. It all seems to be reference to like one particular point or one universal piece of knowledge they have hold of. I, I genuinely think it's just reference to like I think the phoenix is the cornerstone of it, and I think it's just reference to like the rebirth cycle of how like there's a cyclical nature within this world or whatever you want to call it, where things just get wiped out and we start over again. And I think the the phoenix because it rises from the ashes, it's destroyed and then it's reborn again. It's just it's just a cyclical thing, and obviously you have. I think we spoke about the Jason Bashir's book, haven't we, in the past? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. The, what is this cornerstone? You're saying it's a cornerstone event? So it's it's the cornerstone of the three beans, like the um the eagle and the um phoenix and what was the other did you say another bird as well? Peacock. <laughs> the peacock. There you go, yeah, with the eyes. And um, so that's like the cornerstone of it is like the just the phoenix aspect of it. And to some extent, like we spoke about in the Graham Hancock episode, it could be referenced to like the tail of the the serpent could be referenced to the tail of like the asteroids or the the meteors or whatever it is coming down. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that's creating too. that reset, creating that reset. But it's like, like a, a phoenix serpent. Just... Yeah, and almost the empire has to rebuild itself from the ashes, and that is where the reference point of the phoenix comes in. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have. It's like with the the United States. The seal originally used to be a phoenix, yes. and it was changed to an eagle straight yeah. after. Well, it, I think for a, a good few years at least, it was a, a phoenix, and then changed it to an eagle because the phoenix represented something that they knew about. And also, you have the reference to like the. I've got this is kind of a sideline. It's off off track here. But have you got, say, any thoughts on, you know, the, uh, the artist Travis Scott, have you heard of him before? Yes. 
So he's doing a performance at the pyramids very shortly. Oh, really? Probably won't stay. Yeah. <laughs> You know they do at the pyramid, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing I'm not. I don't know. You went to a concert recently. <laughs> sure. I did. I went to a concert last night, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole energy draining thing. Last night, I, I was so tired and I woke up this morning. I've never slept in past, past like 8 a.m. the past few weeks. And then I ended up waking up at 10 a.m. this morning. Oh. And I was drenched in sweat last night. I must have lost at least like 30 gallons of body water just through sweat. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so your sheets were very happy of... with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. I didn't even have a shower. I didn't even have a shower. I just went to bed. I was like, no point because like, I'm just going to be dirty anyway. I'm wet anyway. Like I'm, I'm technically clean. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> And I was just so tired. I was like, I don't have time for a show at this time. Um, but yeah, back up to the topic of, of Travis Scott having a concert at, at the Pyramids. Also, he has an album called Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight where the background cover is, well, like the album cover in the background, there's, a, there's an, an eagle. Oh, it's either an eagle. No, it is an eagle. Yeah, it's an eagle. So I think he is one of the main simulation like the one of the cornerstones of like the simulation in terms of celebrities at the minute seems to be a mm-hmm. lot surrounding that travis scott you had the, the ritual at was the astro world fest where astro world, yeah. was eight, you sorry about that the eight people that died supposedly yes yeah well very you gotta be careful with these pyramids because they sacrifice people at the pyramids for days, that's so. what i mean that's what i mean that's why i think it's so interesting is it some sort of ritual to sort of arise the phoenix from the ashes? Mm-hmm. Because the pyramids also have cornerstones. Yes, exactly. Jesus was considered the cornerstone by the Masons. Yep. And I put out how they worked that into the actual structure <coughs> of the pyramids. But yep. um, well, the great the great pyramid, great pyramid doesn't have a top. Doesn't have a top. Right. And Jason Brashears argues that that is saved for the cornerstone. So the person who is going to sit atop the throne. Yes. Here in the end times. Mm-hmm. Which so that's Antichrist. why I thought it was interesting. Yeah, the Antichrist, which is why I thought it was interesting that he was hosting a, a concert at the pyramids. Obviously, you have the little things like the United States dollar having the, the pyramid as a sigil. Yes, you all see at the it? top. Exactly, yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned Travis Scott because I'm just looking at his gematra here. Travis Scott equals 166, which is 13. And the eye resides in the 13th step of the pyramid. There you go. Yeah, there's 30 steps on. Yeah, it also equals Tetragrammaton, another pyramid. Anuit Coeptus. The Twin Towers, um, 73, really whatever that means. In what, what cipher is this? Is this Sumerian? This one is just simple English. It's equal to 166. Oh, Thomas Anderson. Thomas Anderson being an allusion to Neo, being to the One. Potentially Jesus. 
What he said about twin towers as well. With it, is it with a twenty dollar bill that you can create the um, the look of the towers falling? It was the twenty dollar bill. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You have no, that, it's... and go ahead. You also have what looks like the Hoover Dam collapsing as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, these are old prints. I don't know if actually the Hoover Dam hasn't fully collapsed now, right? No, but I mean it could be like self that in the future right, right right on the newer 100 dollars bill they printed um what looks like an atomic bomb creating a huge tidal wave over over new york oh wow i'm not seeing that well 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 huh. what's gonna go on there <laughs> yeah and then kill I, re I, rem I remember doing that as a kid I remember doing that as a kid when I, I came to America like for the first time and me and my mate wanted to see if it were true so we got a 20 dollar bill and folded it up to see if it made it look like twin towers were collapsing mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah oh his name's also the reverse of uh Christ yeah, yeah. but anyways his name equals his name equals matrix His name equals matrix just not uh because matrix equals 85 but his equals 166. in the english ordinal yes oh yeah no yeah, yeah yeah no no doubt people will start to speculate that he's the antichrist no no, no. <laughs> no i don't think so. <laughs> i mean anyone that's public right now the antichrist yeah yeah they they have the same energy likely the <laughs> same demonic way of thinking mm. but this what i feel like this antichrist would be if that even is true would be actually a prince of peace right someone that is loved by everyone essentially which yeah and you these, have a lot you know, of artists are but yeah He's going to be one that's more intellectual, let's say, more charming. Elon Musk. <laughs> no, he's, he's Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, let me look that up. What does Iron Man even mean? Makes sense. Like, makes sense. Iron represents Mars in alchemy. And he obviously wants to go to Mars, though, eh? So, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huh. Welcome, welcome to the Truman Show. Huh. Wait, 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 wait. I heard something regarding how the planets are actually just astral energy, but the way they materialize in this realm is through the form form of metals. So, for example, um, iron being the representation of Mars in this physical realm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like the elements in terms of metals. Mm -hmm. It's reference point to the planets and stuff like that. So, say what would what would a planet like Mercury represent? Mercury Mer itself. Mercury. Mercury yes. itself, I guess. And then Venus. I don't know the metals. Uh, Venus would be copper. Venus would be copper for some reason. As metals. I think I think it's because when um, copper oxidizes, it turns green. 
like the Statue of Liberty, oh, I which, see, is, yeah. which links to Lucifer. And oh, Isis. the Statue of Liberty is copper, huh? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, Sun, Gold, Moon, Silver, Mars, Iron, Mercury, Mercury, Jupiter, Tin, Venus, Copper, and Saturn, Lead. That's what we get from Lead to Gold. Which is interesting. Alchemy. Alchemy is always interesting. It is indeed, but it's so complex at the same time. Yeah. Because they're also a representation of the colors. So when you get all the colors mixed together or the light frequencies, you should get white. So if you mix all the metals together, would you get, I don't know, something really crazy, something really pure? Mm -hmm. I looked up Iron Man, I couldn't find anything. Nothing that makes sense to me. Yeah, obviously they want to use alchemy in human form with the current agendas with transgenderism and transhumanism, but Let's not get too controversial here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, we, we went full circle. Iron Man is equal to Titan in Jewish Jumacha. Interesting. Well, the whole thing with Iron Man, I think Elon Musk being Iron Man is a reference to how he's trying to push the transhuman agenda forward. Mm. Because obviously with the Neuralink and things like that, and the ability to like, heal and disease and whatnot, through yes. the use of like microchips in people's brains is transhumanism and obviously the story of iron man is is the melding of a metal machine man so i think you've got your reference point there and there's a book isn't there in Gombe that you were telling me about where there's a story of a child called elon who travels to mars yeah and that's Project a book that's, yeah that's published way before his time it's like the story yeah. of um Baron Trump, who is Donald Trump's grandson, I believe, and he's a time traveler. Apparently, he has a time yeah. machine, and his uh, grandfather's the president. So there's all these. It's really weird. There's these there's these books that come out that seem to be references to like a potential future, but in like a very a really accurate way. Yeah, is it just a scripted reality or just manifestation? I have no idea what what it is, but some form of magic, surely. I mean, everyone says predictive, yeah, yeah, everyone says predictive programming, but it just it goes beyond that, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you guys want to touch on the? Uh... The German influence of um, what may be going on. Let's go. Especially with the, those Call of Duty connections as well. Yeah. I mean, Ron, this is your, this is your topic, man. We spoke about it briefly on our episode and, you know, Nazi zombies. I'm sure you've got a lot to say. As in, what, what do you want me to touch on first? As in, like the whole idea of Call of Duty Zombies being referenced to a lot of real life lore or 
I was going to get specifically into the, the whole Aryan topic and how it's connected again to that double-headed eagle or phoenix that we we're talking about because uh hitler hitler wasn't just pulling things out of his butt he he had something that he was really uh knowledgeable about it seemed or at least he had dived into a little bit and was trying to trace yeah. its roots back yeah well 100 i mean there's always been these reference points to hitler being obsessed with like the occult and things like that and wanting to essentially find out truths of history in the past and the whole idea of them creating an Aryan race is something that's quite widely known and i don't think people really truly grasp what the Aryan race was so if i'm not mistaken it was just like a, a descendancy of like a, a superior race of beings um, and essentially he was searching for that bloodline to be able to create a perfect race on earth and it went to the far reaches of places like Antarctica, there's always stories of um, like Hitler and other Nazi part, like the Nazi regime hunting like in Antarctica and, and searching for like hidden caves and locations where they could dig up things that would further um, their search into like what they can find and things like that. Um, but yeah, there's a there is, there is this is like kind of small, but on one of the Call of Duty Zombies maps, if you look down into so it, it's set on the on a German base, on a German uh, scientific laboratory base, and if you like look down through this wall, like the crack in the wall, there's a tunnel that seems to be going downward, like really down into the ground, and there's a train that's filled with gold, which I think is a very popular Nazi story. I think it's tied into two stories there where they they had a train and they had a, a, a boatload of gold that they'd taken or stolen. And I think it's also a reference point that's in trying to search the like hollow earth and find mm. beings that are of, of like a past ancient civilization. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, because English is actually a very Germanic language. Now, we have the idea of the Romans uh, then turning into what's known as the Anglo-Saxon Empire. Um, but the Romans were actually conquered, or they fell apart because of the main Germanic tribe from the north, right, known as the Barbarians. So prior to this whole Anglo-Axon um, Empire, was what could have been this barbarian germanic empire which was still connected actually to the phoenicians because the the, the vikings and the phoenicians actually had very similar masts to their sails to their ships uh the red and white masts and the phoenicians were actually sea travelers and they ruled the sea and got up as far north as scandinavia and england so really, it was, it was essentially the same lineage going to war with each other because these Aryan people war or were very warlike um, in their nature. So it makes sense that they would fight with each other too in their state of um, devolvement, let's say. And these barbarians were known as barbarians. Well, 
by some because it was an insult, because that's basically uncivilized. That's where we get the uncivilized notion to the barbarians. Or in Romanian, barba, first, first of all, it means chin, but what is also on the chin, which is the beard. So the barbarians were known as the bearded ones, specifically red bearded. And Phoenicians were obsessed with the color red. Phoenicians even means red. Uh, Phoenician means red. Um, Mohammed was said to have red hair and a red beard. And that's why all the priests in uh, the Middle East dyed their hair. Um, sorry, what's that? <laughs> they dye their, their hair and beards red with um, henna. Um, it's an allusion to these Aryans. And Aryan comes from Aries, comes from Mars, which is the red planet. <clears throat> and these bearded ones were said to be noble, or to be noble ones. And in Tibet, there's what is known as the uh, Eightfold Noble Path. Not because it's a noble path, but it's because it's a path of the noble ones. And it's a very occult, sort of sex magic y spiritual, let's say, path that they used to practice. And um, I think what then happened is they turned this Germanic influence of over the Roman Empire, then turned into the Anglo Saxon one, uh, returned to Anglo American, was turned into the American Empire. That's why we have traces again of this eagle of this phoenix because they're tied still to these Phoenicians. Um, especially why the Americans are so connected to Israel because Hebrew, Phoenician, um, the runes from Scandinavia are all very similar in how they are scripted. So in terms of the what Hitler was searching for, or was trying to connect to it with his uh, expeditions, especially throughout Tibet and his Aryan, let's say, influence. I believe it was these remnants of Atlantis, which I don't believe these Aryans are necessarily superior to us in a goodness way, but rather maybe in, from a spiritual ability point, from a technological point, uh, from whatever an astral influence point, they may be the ones that are you know buddy buddy with these higher beings, let's say in the matrix, and they have more influence, sort of like you know people in the secret societies, they have more influence, but they're not superior to us in any way, right? And you know, this Aryan uh race is known as the fifth. Root, root race by Steiner after the Atlantean root race who again back to the Titanic the Atlanteans were run or were under the influence of the Titans and they were sunk into the ocean by Poseidon which essentially made them Titanic <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, lots to digest there. Obviously, like talking about Tibetan things, just to link it to 
There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the only reason I'm saying that is because Ngombe was like talking about, oh, like, because. Oh, no, you, I'm saying that because you froze. Oh, did I freeze? Yeah, yeah you did freeze. Say something. You froze. <laughs> so, as a reference point to where you were talking about Tibet and the Tibet Mountains and Hitler searching for like whatever he was looking for, for like an Aryan race, there is a map called Shangri La on Call of Duty Zombies. Which is set in the Tibetan mountains. It's set between the Tibetan mountains and it's set between Mars, so it's set on two locations. And between where? Mars and the Tibetan mountains. Like the so map. It moves, it, no, so it moves locations. So the map itself it moves locations as to where Shangri La is set. So Shangri La is the location of the map. And at two points in time, you're either on Mars. So you're on Mars in the past. So with a thing on, on Call of Duty Zombies, there's a thing called Easter eggs. And the more you get into the Easter egg, part of the Easter egg is moving back in time. And you go to a point where it was located on Mars and then you go forward in time and it's located in the Tibetan mountains. Huh. From and Venus the, to Mars. <laughs> say again, sorry. From Venus to Mars, it seems. Yeah. So you stay in the same Venus? location and moving. The Easter eggs and the fertility thing with Ishtar and Venus. Oh, 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 oh. I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, well, so that makes is perfect that, sense. Yeah, is that reference point to, in the past, these beans came from Mars? Right, I yeah. But, not in the past. That, that's, come from yeah, that's the red planet. Yeah. yeah, 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 they come from the red planet. And these super beans, this movement and this... Um, terrestrial travel between these two different points is the reason why there's such a push for us to get back to Mars is because of a lot of people that actually have been their home at one point in time and we need like a, a connecting point between the two planets very highly that's, plausible that's the missing link of why there's pyramids on Mars and there's pyramids here and people are like what happened what's going on a hundred percent. I mean, this all ties together. You could go on to on a rant about three hundred different topics, and you'd always seem to come round to the same few things that keep popping up at the same time. Mm -hmm. There seems to be this like intercellular. I mean, it's like I mean, Ngombe on was it the last episode we did about mud flood, or was it the episode? Before? Yeah, last episode. Last episode we talked about the mud floods, and there's a theory yeah. that the mud flood. You, you know the mud flood theory, don't you, Sylvia? Mm -hmm. And that was created by beams on Mars. That is the argument that is to be made. And it's technology that's been shot across interplanetarily to us, which has caused the liquefaction of the mud. Essentially. Then, yeah. What happened on so, Mars? Nothing happened on Mars. Or oh, what in the past that made it into a barren wasteland? Mm -hmm. See, my, 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 my dad always... He always told me this because his, one of his theories is that there was a nuclear war. I mean, I've heard this plenty of times. There was a nuclear war on Mars. So Mars was a peaceful planet. There was a, a, a team in civilizations who were almost as advanced, if not more, probably more advanced than we are here on this planet now. And then there was a nuclear war, which wiped everything out and turned it into how it is looking now. Well, yeah, which could be, again, a reason why there's so much fascination around nuclear bombs at the minute, especially with films yeah. like Oppenheimer coming out. 
nuclear new and obviously like the the whole russia scare of oh they've got nukes they might nuke us at any time mm. yeah mars is known as the planet of war there's a reason for that right and again back to the aryans which is our setup been around in the age of aries <laughs> aries is ruled by mars airy and aries mars do they come from mars is elon musk an arian why is he obsessed with mars he's huge right arians were huge trump is also huge he's got the blonde hair he's got let's say german ties yeah um especially to bavaria yes yeah very yeah but again the Aryans weren't from germany per se uh, the Aryans are said to have started with noah who was also considered a giant with blue eyes but he had brown hair and he after the flood which was you can assume was caused by the sinking of atlantis and god told noah whichever god that may have been to save his people and start a new lineage because he was pious he wasn't like the atlanteans right he wasn't trying to invade greece or everyone else because of the gods the olympian gods although they are like the atlanteans they are let's say egomaniacal they still want peace and order on earth so they may be perceived as good they may be perceived as angels angels of order police but that necessarily doesn't mean that they're good but these titans are seen more as demons they're seen more as chaos agents and they wanted war and that's what they turned atlanteans into because it was a human-led rebellion potentially against the olympians that ruled over the Hellenes. the, the olympian gods were in greece right and um what was I saying initially <laughs> before I got into the uh all right yeah the the Aryans aren't from Germany. Germany Noah is the one that settled in the Caucasus mountains because you have to settle on a very high point and Noah was saved by these Olympian gods potentially by these Nordics and told to recreate to be fertile and repopulate the land so you mentioned you mentioned the Caucasus Mountains. It could link to the Caucasian race. That, that's where the Caucasian race is said to come from. Yeah, the Caucasus Mountains. Yeah. And while there may have been a lineage that did come out of Africa, I don't think all lineages came out of Africa. No, I don't believe that. I don't think all races were determined just simply by location. Let's say. Where are the Caucasus Mountains located, if if it's not biblical? Uh, you mean the geographical location? Yeah, yeah, if there is one. Yeah, yeah, they're they're between, um, they're, they're what set apart Asia from Europe. Ah, okay. That's why Turkey is considered part of Europe. It's before the Caucasus Mountains. And from there we have, you know, the, the springing of these newer civilizations, which is you know, um, the, on the Levant, where the Phoenicians came from, the Carthaginians, the Levites, uh, the tribes of, of, uh, of uh, what's called the, the Hebrews, of the, the Jews, hmm. 
because Noah had three sons. Um, one of them was Jasper, which is an allusion to Jupiter, is where it is said the Indo-Europeans came from. But if you'll notice, the Jews have a very sort of different looking DNA. Or, well, we all have similar DNA, but they have different looking physiognomy. Hmm. Usually they have curly hair, they're like, well, glasses, I don't know, that's just the typical way you would imagine someone Jewish, right? They're, that's um, not the case. And that is said to be derived from you know, a second son, Sem, Semet. Is it Shem? Shem, Shemet, Shem, yeah. I think it's Shem, yeah. Shem, yeah. And that's where we get this the Semitic people from, which would be the Jews. That's a story, but who knows? But again, they're all, let's say, part of the Aryan um, connection because all of the languages here have a common source. Even the 18 Indian languages with Hindu and all that. Because if you'll notice, how come India does not have one language? There must have been lots of infighting in that country and if england didn't really step in to create order and control all of them or the english empire the british empire india would have been like europe split into a whole bunch of different countries yeah europe's that small it's the same with africa there's, there's too many languages in one country so yeah, many okay. countries have loads of languages like 200 plus languages in each country which is crazy right and obviously colonization is there to keep control of the populations yeah yeah exactly um which means you know the indian people were not the peaceful people we think they are because in the vedas it is described that a very tall blonde race of people came to them with a bunch of knowledge and the Aryans were known for domestic animals such as the cow and the horse in India these these animals were not found prior to their introduction and now the cow is very heavily revered as a sacred animal so these Nordic Aryan beings said in the Vedas, they came and passed down this knowledge to them. They came in ships, flying ships even from the skies. That's why they're called Aryans from the air. Who knows whether they came from the air or the ocean or whatever from other underground. Aries. Aries, right. Yeah. Aries. That's a reference to um, Quetzalcoatl, isn't it? No, 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 as in as in after the after the flooding of like saying with Noah and the, the flood that's referenced by so many ancient cultures, there was a being or beings that came down and gave them knowledge, passed them knowledge that further mm -hmm. the civilization and allowed them to restart itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's why the phoenix rising from the ashes, which is um the Quetzalcoatl story. Well imagine awesome. imagine this you're 
whole civilization is reset or the global civilization is reset on purpose and then they want to orchestrate it towards a more spiritual lifestyle so here come the gods boom descending as how dragons which i just made a video about this how these archangels could actually be dragons and they're these benevolent soul loving dragons and giving you all this information but they just require occasional sacrifice you know now i guess <laughs> however it may be children virgins gold whatever um but they're giving you so much good knowledge right so much technology let's say or wisdom so of course they're going to shape humanity how they want after it's been destroyed and what's interesting is that in the new age we have a very similar looking nordic aryan race of et beings do you guys know who those are no do you know rowan i'm not sure cool. you guys heard of the pleiadians pleiadians heard of them. yes yeah they, they look like us right the Palladians, the light beings, yep. they reference so much in, in New Age spirituality. Yep. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yep. just just triggered a memory in my brain there. Yeah, the tall white like, Yeah, you could speak to it. So if you, if you get into deep enough of a trance in meditation, transcendental mm -hmm. meditation, you can speak to these Palladians, and they will mm -hmm. offer knowledge of the future, and they will act as a guide for you. Yeah, and they'll absolutely. by your side forever. Not trying to steal your energy or anything like that. No. Crazy. Yeah, they love you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, give you this warm, fuzzy feeling, and you'll be secure forever. Just you know, just give them a piece of your soul, hand it over to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, I watched this very interesting. Or I listened to this very interesting podcast that. Talking about how remote viewers remote viewed the moon and on the dark side of the moon, or yeah, on the dark side of the moon, they saw these Nordic beings, Palladian, let's say, that were using human slave labor to mine craters in the moon. Because what's funny, yeah. Was it you that tweeted this the other day? Or I'm making yeah. this up. Right, it's very yeah. suspicious that the creators are extremely wide, but not very deep. Yes. Yeah. That's what's crazy about the craters, that they're 180-something miles wide and only three miles deep. Now, if that was caused by a natural occurrence, how the heck does that happen? Because an asteroid does not cause that. No <laughs> it would have to be proportional somehow to... to with the death would have to be proportional it caused significant cracking but what are they what are they mining for that's the question just to make it look uh more real i feel like because here's a connection i made recently about the morning star why lucifer is the morning star yeah yeah yeah, so the, the morning would be death, right? You're mourning something, you're mourning the death. And then we have the, the death star in Star Wars, which looks oddly similar to the moon. 
So that that could mean that the morning star, when you're morning, you're, you're saying good morning, you're morning the death of the moon. Morning star, death star is the morning star, the moon, which would make it a basically a space station like it was in Star Wars. But in Star Wars, it, was, it just had one little crater on it, one dent on it, <laughs> as opposed to the moon, which has many dents because they have to look like an actual moon. <laughs> and Sorry, of course, they say it's hollow. Made an interesting connection here. Sorry, my, my brain's going yeah, to would love to hear it. A million different directions. So, in Call of Duty Zombies, sorry to pull it back to Call of Duty Zombies again, but I know you love No, I love it. Zombies. That's crazy um, that, that Mars is in the, the map. Yeah, so we're talking about the moon. There's a there's a map called Moon on Call of Duty Zombies, and there's a station on the moon that has been created by the Nazis in this timeline. And the name of the station is Griffin Station. A griffin, if you don't know what that is, is a mythological creature which has very much a lot of semblance of resemblance to the eagle. It's an eagle with mm -hmm. the backside of a lion attached to it. Yes. So if we just mm -hmm. bring it to the eagle reference, bring it back to the phoenix. All oh, yeah. that good stuff. Reminds me of Harry Potter and, and Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. And the and, Order uh, of the Phoenix. And the Order of the yeah. Phoenix. There you go. Because Dumbledore has a Phoenix. Dumbledore has a Phoenix. And guess who has the dragon? Is he Severus? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Harry's Harry's mentor. What's his name? Not Dumbledore, the other guy. Hagrid? Uh, yeah. Hagrid. Oh, yeah, he keeps dragons, of course. Yeah, he's got the dragon. The dragon That's where from. Romania. Romania. <laughs> Romans. Romania. Yeah. Yep. See, all these connections are just absolutely fascinating. So, like the whole argument with the Palladians using humans as, as slaves to dig these creators, it's, it's sort of like it just triggered off in my brain about the whole like building of this, the station on Mars, like the Griffin station. It'd been connected oh, yeah. to this. In the log, I think they used slaves to build that station, if I'm not mistaken. But they also, so part of the Easter egg on that map is that you swap souls with the person who's controlling the zombies at the time. And the person who's controlling the zombies is a girl called Samantha. And you do that using a Vril, de Vril device. And we talked about the Vril, superior beings that are supposedly inhabited mars at some point and the like device itself that you swap like where the soul is kept is in this black pyramid so it's sort of kind of reference points to like a black cube the simulation the black cube the black yeah, that just black pyramid. confirms every connection we've made so far yeah <laughs> but this, this sort of shit just fascinates me because it's like how how much information do people know that they're not telling us or is it on a subconscious basis that this sort of like manifests itself into into popular media like it's not us that's actually generating this information and these ideas and this like this creative nous and putting all these ideas together is it something that's like driving us and influences influencing 
uh, influencing us to make those decisions and create this sort of you know this content could be it could all just be a hallucination of the subconscious maybe <laughs> but mm. at some point i think it's also part of this whole system per se it's a, because like, yeah. that's crazy yeah. in the game all of these connections that we've made not because of the game you know with the pyramid the pyramids being soul transfer devices um especially a black pyramid nazi bases on the moon the nazis being now what's seen as the united states after operation mm-hmm. paperclip then the in the podcast even saying that now the chinese have clearance to go on the moon and not clearance from governments clearance from the beings on the moon that means they're in cahoots with them yeah sure you guys can come here the moon landing was faked and real potentially they had to fake it because they couldn't show what's actually on the moon astronauts coming back basically all getting divorced and turning into alcoholics because they probably saw something that they weren't expecting um, for sure i mean i mean buzz aldrin was um if i'm not mistaken he was admitted to a mental institution after coming back from the moon because yeah. he kept he kept saying stuff that he shouldn't have been saying and they were like oh this guy's crazy put him in a <laughs> put him in a straight jacket yeah exactly so they definitely, they definitely saw some shit there yeah. i just want to um I just want to ask you a question, Sylvia, because I was thinking about like the rabbit on the moon. I don't know if you've seen this before or in Gombe as well. If you look at the moon through a telescope or through binoculars, if you zoom in carefully, you can sort of make out what looks like the outline of a, a rabbit. Yeah, I've seen an image of that in like Chinese myth, like they. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Gombe's been swatted. <laughs> they've got him they've finally got him <laughs> <laughs> yeah just uh had a quick glance if he was there <laughs> what's the yeah, what's the, the chinese myth the the moon rabbit like there was an image i don't know research of the moon representing the rabbit and the rabbit representing the moon so it's like when you're going down the rabbit hole it's perhaps alluding to the moon or lucifer going down from heaven also the tunnel and and the experiences for sure (laughs) (laughs) that's what i mean like the whole rabbit hole going down the rabbit hole into whatever into the abyss i think it's i think to a degree you have to keep yourself grounded but the only reason i asked sylvia I could be completely tripping right now, but to your right on that door, is that not a rabbit? That's a rabbit, yeah. <laughs> That's from Easter. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm on the moon? Maybe. Maybe, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, this is my secret space CIA. station. <laughs> could be part of the CIA. You could be controlled opposition, to be honest. Oh, just, shit. just Easter, mate. <laughs> He's even got the carrot and everything. I don't know what it is. That's a scary looking rabbit. Did you make that? 
Uh, it's froze. <laughs> no, it's the rubbish. Uh, family tree or Dollar Tree or something. Dollar Tree Rabbit. Convenience store rabbit. It's very pretty. <laughs> when was it? Easter was three months ago? Yeah, three months ago, yeah. Well, we're very uh, festive around here, it seems. So we like to celebrate year round. No, the, the, the rabbit on the moon is very interesting because rabbit in Gematria equals devil, I believe, which also equals earth in simple Gematria. But. Sylvia's frozen. I'm frozen. Hello? You'll be back in a second. You're back now. You're back. Okay. Yeah, tricks are for kids. If you've ever seen that uh commercial for cereal. I've not seen that though. No. I've not seen that. No. Is that an American commercial? I guess it's an American one, yeah. And that they have a trap a rabbit. Uh keeps saying tricks are for kids, and it's like the cereal. Tricks like T R I X. Yeah. So trick or rabbits, treat. The rabbit's playing tricks, yeah. Trick or treat. <laughs> and the rabbit obviously comes out of the black hat. The rabbit comes out of the black, the black hat. cube. Mm-hmm. Just like why you have the rabbi with the hats in Judaism. The rabbis, yeah. And when you graduate, you wear a cube-like ceremonial hat. Yes, because it's said to have knowledge at least <laughs> their knowledge their education their knowledge what they want you indoctrinated into their box mm-hmm. yeah 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 Keeps you in the box. black hat alluding to another tunnel another, another hole and of course we're doing this podcast on a black screen right okay <laughs> yep <laughs> it's the black mirror it's the black technology black yeah the black being uh, analogous to the void, <clears throat> the black hole, yes. the the um, what's it called? The surface level of the black hole, the event horizon. Even even if you take the event horizon, it kind of looks like a hat, right? If you see mm-hmm. the black hole, like the event yeah. horizon, and then the actual hole. And the rabbit coming out of that, you know, and Rab Alice and, and Wonderland, the rabbit going down that black hole, or Alice going down the black hole and finding the rabbit, <laughs> which is the devil, which is the trickster, which is Satan, which is the demiurge, let's say. I don't know. Time. Not time as well. Holding the time. Yeah, Kronos. Yeah. So all of them. Yeah. 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 Bible matches Alice in as well bible i think i think they're both 13 if i'm not if i'm not mistaken hmm. interesting but again then then the rabbit on the moon would mean that the moon is part of the black hole matrix because the first one that you encounter leaving the earth system yeah the rabbit does it um there is a lot of ancient reference to a time before there was even the moon in the sky, isn't there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. The moon just showed up one day, essentially. Just to be yeah. out of nowhere. It was never there before. 
Yeah, kind of like they needed. They needed another level or something because there was another planet, but it got destroyed with the asteroid belt, right? So do they have to then introduce the moon to maintain the seven heavens? Possible, potentially. It's like the, um, the Truman Show with Kristoff directing the show from the moon. Kristoff mm -hmm. of Christ. Yep. Jesus Christ equals 36. Phoenix equals 36 in Keldian. I'm Jesus. keeping true man within the simulation. Yeah, just within that. And he was yeah. the only true man. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else was an actor. Yeah. I mean, Rowan, you're an actor yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Go on, man. <laughs> Is he a plant? He just accused me of being a plant. <laughs> Is he projecting? <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not the one with the rabbit in the background. <laughs> sure, and I've not been swatted yet. And Gombe, you just got swatted. So, <laughs> yeah. Guys. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to discuss? I would love to quickly touch on the whole Barb and Heimer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Just, just yeah, because I am going. I am going to watch Oppenheimer tonight. I'm not a Barbie fan. I mean, I am like I happily would watch Barbie, but I've opted to go watch Oppenheimer instead because I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. I tell you, what does Oppenheimer just... mean? Um, so it's reference to it's reference to Robert or Richard. I believe it's Robert Oppenheimer, the uh, man who created the nuclear bomb. The bomb, right? Okay, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what the film's about. It's about um, Robert Oppenheimer, who is the head of supposedly the head or the face the mantelpiece of the um manhattan project which obviously led to the creation of the nuclear bomb and then the wiping out of thousands of lives in hiroshima hmm. now i have my own theories about what the nuclear bomb is what it could potentially be yes not necessarily right. just like an energy bomb so i, I think to a degree that the nuclear bomb is actually like a device that can split reality in two. So I think everyone has this idea that when you'd release a nuclear bomb, it would just create create like a huge explosion and disintegrate people within milliseconds. I don't necessarily know if that's just what it's doing, if it's just destroying things. Part of me thinks that the nuclear bomb is a thing that can essentially create portals and rip open like cuts in reality cuts in, in our reality that's why you have heads like alistair crowley and marvel jack parsons who were so interested in the manhattan project and tr trying to get their hands on it because i, I think uh, as everyone knows who's in that here books other things that people like that figures like that were trying to create something or manifest something into this reality that they shouldn't have been doing and that's why they were so fascinated with this but i think the atomic bomb potentially instead of actually just destroying things and wiping them out is actually teleporting or pushing people through into a different reality so you have these stories of say oh ufos came down to prevent a nuclear launch 
in this area because they're altruistic beings and they want us to live in peace. <laughs> this theory would suggest instead that they are feeling a threat because these things are showing up in their reality. If they live in like within a, a nearby close dimension to us, or like in a an underworld or something like that, that the nuclear power is actually like going through to their reality and causing distress within their reality, and they're not actually just being altruistic. They're just trying to stop us from using it because it would, would destroy. Also, it brings people through into this reality as well. So the UFOs have actually been brought through by these devices. <laughs> also, why there's such a fascination with that? Like people like Alistair Crowley would want to bring these beings in. That's why he was so interested and invested in that sort of technology. Yes. Because you can bring it like deep you can bring in demons, beings from different dimensions, Nece not necessarily with them actually wanting to do that themselves. The whole thing with Hiroshima, I, I think it's plausible that it wasn't necessarily the fact that they were all disintegrated, all these people, that they were actually teleported and moved to a different dimension. Yeah. I'd love there to be some study into this. Because that's what they do at the uh, at CERN, at the Hydrogen Collider. Exactly. Well, it's a ripping open of particles that... Mm. Yeah, it's the ripping open of particles that are essentially the building blocks to this reality. Mm -hmm. It's just tearing it apart. So you've got to expect, at least if you're ripping something apart, for something else to make way, creating a doorway, essentially. Yeah, I mean, what happens when you split code? Breaks the code. The code would break, yeah. Does that create a new code then? And go there. And go there, Europe. You do coding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When code is split and it doesn't work, too many errors. So if the code doesn't work, there's glitch. There will be glitches in the matrix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I studied binary a little bit, so it's all in terms of uh, octets, which is eight bits. Yes. So it has to be like zero, 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 at least. Those will all be off. Now, I don't know. Can you turn them on or what? I don't know. But the zeros, I think you can essentially, or zeros and ones, you could split them with potentially with this bomb. I don't know. And would that create then an alternate reality? A portal? Because CERN is a portal. CERN creates black holes, essentially. And we have black holes to our universe. And if we're in a black hole, which is a universe in and of itself, then little black holes in the black hole would be alternate universes in the, the larger universe. Exactly. I mean, so they've got the um, statue of Shiva, the god of destruction. Outside. Yep. Apparently it's a gift. As a gift. Who gave the gift? <laughs> the Indians. Ah, okay. Yeah, Robert Oppenheimer said he'd become the destroyer of worlds. Yeah. And Shiva. Or no. Is it Shiva or is it Kali? No, it is Shiva. Shiva. Yeah. yeah, but Kali, I believe, is known as the destroyer. What's Shiva known for? I thought he was also the destroyer. Shiva is the god of destruction. Destruction, yeah, god of destruction, yeah. Shiva, so, yeah. 
What's the other one? Shakti. And Ganesh. Uh, oh yeah, the Delta one, yeah. <laughs> I only know know that because my my mate from high school was Hindu and he always used to like he had like Ganesh's phone screen uh screen. He's tied to pedophilia though. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> well so are so it makes sense. They're all evil in my opinion. <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, um, so as you say, like Robert Oppenheimer claimed himself to be the god of, of destruction, the person who is going to, is the destroyer of worlds, essentially. And obviously, like, you have some with the smashing of particles together and things like that. Yeah. Which is, and then you have films like Spider-Verse that came out recently, which is all about yeah. the smashing open of, of, of universes and bringing together different multiverses. And that was all started by a particle collider, very similar to CERN. Yep. Um, and the have you seen the movie? Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, it is a good movie. And Spot has portals Spot. all over him. Oh, and he's the enemy. White. He's all about. Yep, yep. And he's going into black holes. Yeah. And that you had the whole thing about um, in the in Christopher Nolan's last film in Interstellar. I don't know if you've seen it. The idea at the end was that he went into a black hole and he was teleported into a. It, it basically acted like a, as a, um, a teleporter into different times in history. Mm-hmm. It acted as a tesseract where he could go through, to different moments, and he was it, it basically completed the loop with himself where he made the uh, the book fall off the shelf. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Obviously, after the Spider Verse, and you have in in the Spider Verse. Don't know if you noticed that, but the the portals that they used to go through to get to the the Spider headquarters, Spider Man headquarters, is hex hexagon, like the um, Saturn storm, mm-hmm. storm yeah. on Saturn, like the Saturn time cube. So they go. Yeah, there's the also an AI spider, right? Yeah. Oh, is there? AI spider doing the whole transportation thing. The cosmic yeah. web. You mean the girl who sits in the chair? Um, she's the one. Oh, you mean the, the one that, The one that can, yeah, 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 the one that can teleport people back into their own universe. The one that does all the, yeah, yeah. So essentially, yeah. like reference to like the whole idea of the Matrix. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, with the Barbenheimer release as well, it just seems very strange. Like, they are two massive movies, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it seems like there's just such this push for it to be this amazing monumental event in cinematic yeah. history. Yeah, yeah. Like, Barbenheimer. Like, it's been labelled as Barbenheimer. I don't know how many people have said that. I didn't hear that word till last week. Mm-hmm. But everyone just seems to be going crazy. I mean, even for myself, like, I think there is, like, a nat- like a natural fascination with this double release of films. Like... I remember from the start of the year just thinking like oh there's going to be these two amazing movies coming out but i don't know why it seems like there's a subconscious fascination with both the films more than anything it has to be i think yeah, Oppenheimer, yeah i think the whole because the story of barbie as well is about these beings that are plastic essentially that don't have a soul that aren't actually living beings that come into reality and have to coexist with 
humans with people who have a soul. So uh-huh. in my mind, there's sort of this like parallel, there's these two themes running simultaneously, which sort of reference like one long story where these portals that are created by the atomic bomb that is let off by Oppenheimer allow in these different beings and entities into this reality, which then is furthered by the story of Barbie, where these beings who aren't human come into this reality. And I think that is sort of of an allegory for how we're seeing a move into a new industrial revolution and the introduction of AI on a wide scale and bringing in these demon entities into reality and having to coexist with them in the near future. People like Sophia, the robot, who is obviously Mm -hmm. the daughter of Lucifer, things like that. You think she was the daughter of Lucifer? Is it the daughter or is it the the mother? The mother is what I'm... The mother, yeah. Yeah. My mistake, I just got him. It's going to be the daughter out of that. (laughs) Potentially. Now, now I gotta go watch these movies. I wasn't gonna, but might as well. I'm gonna watch Oppenheimer tonight, and I think it'll be a good movie. But you're gonna go see Barbie in the theaters. Awesome. <laughs> After you'll see it. Yeah. You'll see Barbie too. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not actually. I will go. I probably will go see it. Maybe it's supposed to be quite good, to be fair, and it's got Margot Robbie in so. <laughs> Also, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie is thirty-three. Oh, she is, huh? Thanks. She looks yeah. good. That's She's interesting. Yeah, she does look good for thirty-three. Mm, plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe she is. I saw the one they get rid of plastic now. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like on a wide scale. I mean, I'm all for getting rid of plastic, to be honest. Just because of the detrimental effect has like effects it has to health. Yeah. As much as I can now, I only drink out of a glass bottle, like with water and things like that. I always try and buy glass bottles so yeah, yeah, plastic. Yeah, you gotta keep forgetting to do that to buy a copper cup or a yeah. canteen or something. Yeah, it's easier said than done, though, isn't it? It's convenience really more than anything. Exactly. I just go to the store, buy a bunch of water bottles, and take one with me every time. Yeah. But I mean, well, I mean there is a, there's a correlation between the introduction of plastic in the past, what, like 50 years to like declines in health and things like testosterone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. So as much as I'm not like pro climate change agenda, I think getting rid of plastic is a good idea. Sounds reasonable to me. And me too. As long as we have a place to put it or something, or just stop making it, I don't know. Burn it all. Have you seen the thing about, um, here's a mass sacrifice that is quite interesting. It's going to be occurring soon. I don't know when it's going to be occurring or if it will actually happen. I think it's in Ireland. They're planning on slaughtering loads of cows, thousands of cows in the name of climate change. Uh, (laughs) That's ridiculous. I know. How ironic, eh? Very ironic. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure we can get some uh, Hindu protest against that. There's only billions of people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's, just, it's just it's just funny, like all vegans and stuff. Being like, so I spoke I spoke to a couple of vegans recently, and I asked them 
what would we do with the cows if we weren't eating them? And they were like, oh, well, they just shouldn't exist. So it was like, well, what are you going to do then? You're going to have to murder them then. Like, there's no other alternative. Like, we can either, like, keep doing what we're doing now, keep them at bay and under control so they're not causing havoc everywhere. Two, we just let them loose and do whatever the fuck they want, and they'll be dead within the first like hundred years anyway because they're, yeah. they're not wild. <laughs> yeah, or three, you just have to straight up slaughter them, <laughs> which is just as bad as killing them for meat, surely. Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, this is the Truman Show, man. We don't know. We 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 expect the unexpected in this planet. <laughs> You guys seen the movie Idiocracy? I just rewatched it yesterday. Nah. I've not seen that. I've not seen that. That sounds like a good movie, though. It's somewhat interesting, <laughs> somewhat funny, but essentially the guy falls asleep, or they put him under. Uh, what's the word? Uh, they freeze Anastasia? his body. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They freeze his body, but it's only supposed to be for a year. It's by the military. But I guess. The guys get arrested and they forget about him and he wakes up 500 years later and he's essentially the smartest people a uh, person on earth even though he's like regular intelligence because everyone just became a complete idiot <laughs> yeah i've heard of this i've heard of this my barber was telling me about this is this the one where instead of drinking water they all drink power raid they drink power raid yeah they're, they're yeah. watering yeah. the crops from power raid <laughs> yeah <laughs> I am. Wow. I will watch it. I, I will actually. That's two people that recommend the film to me. So I do. What's, what, what's it called? Idiocracy. Idiocracy, yeah. What a great title. Is it a comedy then? It's it's, it's pretty comedic, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you'll laugh at all the stupidity that's being shown potentially. <laughs> they have some actually clever stupidity in the movie, so it's <laughs> pretty funny. Nice. Nice. Oh, but. I think it's it was made in 2005. I think yeah, so 500 years it would be two 2,505. So could the age of Aquarius really be the age of no knowledge? <laughs> Probably. Too much too much technology that everyone becomes stupid. All the yeah. smart phones doing everything for you. That's what it was doing. It was all robotic. Yeah, well, yeah. mankind's already been dumbed down, but they'd be dumbed down when their jobs become replaced yeah yeah i think it's like 50 percent of the population yeah. worked for the gatorade company <laughs> the story of wally isn't it really yeah 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 That's a great yeah, movie. yeah it was a good movie it's just gonna like be that. fat overweight which is what they want i think more than anything absolutely but yeah I think we should end it there, guys. We've done a great job in connecting the pieces of the Matrix. Thanks again, Sylvia, for having us on, Rowan, with your knowledge. And, you know, let's end it there. And to you, the viewer, to you, the listener, thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode on connecting the the dots to the Matrix. We'll see you guys. See ya. See you guys. Thank you. Peace.
This is the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, saying thank you so much, okay, for tuning in for this episode of The Occult Pod. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and also comment, because it helps the algorithm. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, go to at the occult pod underscore 13, that is for Instagram and Twitter. And have a great rest of your day, okay? Thank you so much.